0: What is going on Juvie listeners? Welcome back to another Juvie episode, 1st December episode. That's true. We're so excited to be here with you guys. It's not just us today, but before we get into that, if you guys are a first-time listener here on Juvie, if you're listening on any of those platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, hit that download button. That's how you can help us grow in the charts, reach more people. If you guys are tuning in on YouTube, hit that subscribe button, like, and without further ado, Josh, who are we talking
1: with today? today we're actually going to introduce our first virtual guest in quite some time true true um he is a man who you will all probably recognize he is the person on tiktok who makes corporate life look entertaining he is a man who has a dope ass day every sunday with his family this is tim chisano how you doing
2: i am doing awesome i'm i'm so excited to be here this is legitimately a conversation i've been looking forward to since he gets popped up in my feed oh we That's love so that
1: awesome. we've been feeling the exact same way
0: and for the people that don't know what he's referring to about probably like two or weeks ago we made a video talking about asking people if they were on tim talk because tim is massive on tiktok just cost eight hundred thousand followers which we'll congratulations dive into all of that but we made the video honestly not expecting tim to see it but really just to find all of tim's followers and connect yeah. because if you're a follower of tim we're probably going to enjoy you being around the juvie boys but we posted the video and i think you first saw it on instagram post it on your story, all your followers came over, and then a few days later, you saw it on TikTok, and now that video has like 700,000 views. What did you first think when you saw that pop up on your feed?
2: I was like, what is going on here? This entire (laughs) journey has been so bizarre, right? Like, thinking about my 13-, 15-year-old self and my parents' attic making mixtapes and just like all of that stuff that is still true to the core, it honestly felt like the moment that that came up I was like back on my parents' third floor and had this very surreal, wait, they're talking about me and it's because of these reasons. And especially when you use my voice in there, I I think I actually, I definitely laughed out loud. <laughs> it kind of, it caught me off guard to a certain extent where like my balance got out of whack for a second, but I'm like, this, <laughs> this is the craziest thing, but this is, this is amazing. Kind of the, the you know, the broader point where you said before started going like, "How fun is this space, right? Like, yeah. When, yeah. on what planet can people connect like this simply because of things that they create?" So uh, it was surreal to say the least. 100%. Yeah,
0: put it in perspective. There's two teenagers here in Northern California talking to a 45 year old man in New York, and yes, in what world does this make sense? But I think it's the most beautiful, yeah, non-making sense situation. There's yeah, ever been. <laughs>
1: and what I was saying before we started recording, we just had a little chat with Tim. Um, it was so refreshing to see a bigger creator actually responding to a smaller creator and being excited to talk with them just out of respect for creating um like there was no pride issue usually you'd think there would be maybe if yeah. you'd reach out to be a creator they'd be less hesitant or more hesitant to respond totally um yeah i think everyone's been excited for this episode we're very excited to learn a little bit more about you and i'm sure everybody else is too
0: 100 percent. tim in doing my research
1: about you i found
0: that you had your first job at 11 years old being a caddy so it seems like the work ethic has always been there what was it like growing up for you i read that you moved a lot so what did your childhood look like
2: child was a little i mean you could say that a i think it's worth noting that it's it starts with privilege right i mean just to kind of call that out out of the gate um you know my my dad was a self made dude but he did well, so you know and I'm not talking about Beverly Hills type of shit, but like I definitely you know the white white privilege is real and I feel like it's it's worth saying that out loud at the start of things because mm-hmm. i a thousand percent have earned where I am right now, but at the same time um they're just there are things that people have advantages of, and so I you know grew up in a in a neighborhood that was not um that was, you know, relatively well to do, and my dad had a successful career. But I always wanted to get away from that, so to speak, and not like get away from that. In like the general sense of, um, hey, I'm trying to be somebody else. But I just, I wanted to make my own mark, and for some reason, that was always part of me from the get go. So, uh, certainly had luck in the ability to, you know, to that there was a country club within walking distance that I could go and start to pick up a single bag you know, and carry that until I was strong enough or they trusted me enough to be able to carry two bags. <laughs> and, you know, I'm only child, my mom was an artist. My dad worked in local radio sales for most of his career. And so I had this really interesting balance that I think is super apparent these days of, you know, my dad being kind of the hardcore business and numbers guy and then my mom being the artist. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I kind of fell somewhere in between. And my mom was way ahead of her time from a mental health perspective too i mean the fact that she said things to me like you are more important than a number on a piece of paper when she knew that i was getting down on myself for grades Mm. and the fact that she would say literally like hey do you want to take a mental health day today i mean think about that like i'm talking 19 you know early 90s and a mom that was very cognizant of how her only child was just you know, either dealing with a bullying issue at school or, you know, not doing great grade wise and was wearing the pressure or just a lot, a lot of things going on and would say, do you, you need, need a mental, mental health, health day? So you know, I have I've, a tremendous amount of respect for everything that, you know, they gave me, you know, from a, you know, how they, how they raised me and the things that they instituted me. But look, but I was a normal no ass dude in school. school. Like I was, I was the, the kid that, that was, was didn't, didn't like going to gym, gym class for the, the most part, part because I knew, knew that my my grades were going to suck up, relative to how many push-ups and, push-ups push-ups and sit-ups I could do. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I got, got super average, average grades across the board and mm-hmm. I, was I was just, just I really, really thought, really thought the, the only thing I could ever hang my hat on was being nice and that like the best thing I had going for me was that I could say, I could look around the cafeteria and be like, I can get along with every click here. Yeah, And that was like, that was literally the end-all be-all for me. That and just kind of whoever was cool with me being myself around them. Mm -hmm. Um, And and that was it. So like when I say that this is all very surreal and kind of the corporate space and then certainly on the creator side as well, um, it's it's, a lot of it just has to do with the fact that I always leaned into just kind of this work ethic and the kindness simply Mm -hmm. out of a reaction of not feeling like I was bringing a lot else to the table. So these were things that I had to lean on. So pretty average kid, you know, again, aside from the fact that it was, you know, you know, the relatively uh, decent neighborhood and those ki- kinds of things, but I was just a pretty normal ass C student. Yeah, yeah.
1: Well, I think, I mean, we haven't talked about where you're at now, but I feel like all of those things is like the perfect mix of building a good work ethic Mm
0: -hmm. and i think it's gonna be good for our audience to hear that you know you don't have to feel like you have a special talent at six years old and going america's got talent to be special as a kid and i think you know that's a lot of what our show is about is it's like use these younger years as a building stage like try all of those things that pique your interest and it seems like you know maybe off the get-go you weren't like dang i am so good at this but you found you know what what you did feel like you were good at and obviously that's displayed now in your content and the places that you've been able to get to right
2: yeah. I, thought, I mean, look, my, my first handful of, t- handful of TikToks were terrible. And I mean, some of them might still crack me up, which I love the fact that I can see some of the super old stuff and be like, wow, that was so weird. I can't <laughs> believe I actually made that and then put it out there. I mean, singing with auto-tune on it and basically a handful of really bizarre protein bar reviews in my wife's gym basement at five o'clock in the morning because I was just trying to find any excuse to... Make something and to create and see what happened. Making jokes at myself about like literally closing out posts of being like, "and this is only going to get four likes," but I really don't give a shit because I'm just having fun and experimenting. You know, one 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 thing that I'm trying to make sure because I got a ten year old, and I'm very conscious of the fact that she'll be in her teen years soon, which is totally insane. I hope you don't mind me. I'm trying to hold back from cursing as much as I usually do, but (laughs) um, I I'm 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 super cognizant of that the the impact that inevitable failure has. I say inevitable because we all fail in everything that we start doing mm-hmm. out, out of the gate. But that's why, to your point, like that's why you've got to try a whole bunch of different shit. And don't just try it once. If you really like it, try it again and again and again and again. Yeah. Right? The greatest musicians, the greatest artists, the greatest anything always had that beginning where they were terrible at something out of the mm-hmm. gate. Like, there were very, very few human beings in the history of mankind that have actually picked something up and are like, cool, this is amazing out of the out of the get-go. Yeah. yeah. No, like pilot episode is a pilot episode of the TV series for a reason because you don't know where it's going and you're just going to see if it has any legs. Yeah. And then by the time you get to like season two or three, it could be a totally different thing, right? Like Seinfeld, I think, bridges lots of generations. You watch some of the original Seinfeld episodes in like season one. And they're pretty bad, and then you gotta get the, you know, get in the later stages, like this guy's friggin' brilliant. So yeah, um, yeah, don't failure is inevitable. Failure is inevitable. If you embrace it, if you embrace that at an early age, you know you can be invincible because then you're just willing to try and learn and keep can keep going, and that's inevitably what leads to success.
1: Yeah, we've talked about that a lot as well, and we completely agree that failure is your biggest helper to success and to like help achieve um and i think that also what you said earlier about that you were just a average kid you got very average grades i think a lot of people think that to be able to make something very special or like very successful at their life you need to have the best grades or you need to be the best at a certain subject you really don't like if you find something that you love um and that you think you can be good at even if you're not good at anything else in the world if you find that one thing that you're good at then you're pretty much good to go if you just give it a good try. Yeah,
0: and like you said, you know, average grades. Now, moving forward, I, I saw on your LinkedIn a few different colleges that you went to, most recently Harvard, if that's correct, just last summer.
2: Yep. Yeah, No, I took, uh, I was lucky enough to take an executive uh, training program there that's kind of based off of the general category of business that I'm in. That's very cool. I mean, yeah.
0: to be able to add Harvard to the catalog, that's yeah. pretty impressive. Um, so growing up, was college the only well, route for success?
2: Well, what one thing sorry, what lo, lo, let me let me chime in real quick on one thing that I, I probably should have said before the awkward pause, and then cutting you off. Um that that time at Harvard was was really the first quote unquote degree that I got since high school. Ah. Mm. right. Like I, I went to I went to college, but unless something miraculous happened over the past twenty years I do not I d I don't I don't have a college degree. Okay. And the fact that I could go from the fact that I could go from, you know, public high school in, you know, just outside New York City to, you know, uh, a college in Canada, which was like a postgraduate year because I was 17 when I graduated high school and really did not have a lot of direction and was kind of like, oh, cool. If I take an extra year of high school, basically, and if kind of the cost is all the same, why don't I do that and try to get a bit smarter and stronger and then see what happens from there. Stuck around in Canada uh, my dad got sick. He had stage four melanoma, which he thank God survived for survived from miraculously, but that ate up like a an entire semester where I had to come home. And I went back and I continued to take classes, but um I got to a point where I'm like, I'm kinda done. Came home, started to take some classes remotely, which back then uh was sticking your homework in the mail, which sounds so goofy to say out loud, but that's <laughs> that's the way it worked. And and so, and so realistically, like I, I went from, you know, a, an Ontario high school diploma when I was only in Ontario because I loved hockey and this place kind of you know, checked all the boxes for me. W- went from that to getting an executive level training certification from Harvard Business School. Mm. Right. So I say that not because like cool, good for me, but I say that because of, you know, for those that are trying to wrap their heads around, you know, what do grades mean, et cetera. Like my firm belief is just make the most of whatever the hell you have in front of you. And you're going to be fine. Yeah. Right. And so like I've I've tried to do that as consistently as possible throughout. And it's made for and it's the reason why I say you and everything in a lot of what I post. It's not supposed to be some sort of like gimmicky thing. It's I don't want to talk about the shit that I do for people to be like, cool, that's impressive for him. Like I could care less. It's it's I love the storytelling and I love the characters around me and I love the weird details of my day. And I just love talking. So that's the reason, why, but I say you because I want people to believe in kind of the general potential. Because a lot of this shit, especially when you get like behind closed doors and you start to like really dive into corporate America, it's not super complicated, mm-hmm. right? It's just a bunch of other, it's just a bunch of other human beings that are trying to sort through this as well. You think that it's like some sort of like you know David and Goliath type of atmosphere, mm-hmm. and there are elements of that that can make it toxic and weird, you know. But overall. And going back to you know, kind of like the trajectory from a from an education perspective, like it's you make the most of what you have in front of you. Don't bug out about grades. You are more important than a number on a piece of paper. Yeah. And if you if your general like ethics are in a good place, then you're you're to, you're totally going to be more than fine. I love to hear. Yeah, that. that's a good word.
0: Totally good for our hear- our audience to hear. Now, with a lot of our audience being late in high school, maybe early college, and maybe feeling confused of what's the next step, like how do I figure out what I want to do, do you believe college is a good way
2: to figure that out? I believe it can be, but it doesn't have to be. And I, So w- like, dive in a bit deeper into that. If you're surrounded by, for me, I did not want to go to a school where I'm like, I'm going to be surrounded by, and I say this with all due respect, I don't want to be surrounded by other kids that are going to be too much like me for a multitude of reasons one, if I'm an average student and I go to a school that's got a bunch of like average students there, am I just going to like sign myself up for mediocrity That was something that crossed my mind but I wasn't also was not smart enough to just see that's irrelevant it's like it's about the opportunity they have in front of me because there's no reason why anybody couldn't go to any school and take something critical away from it. But I also think you need to be conscientious of the people that you're around, right? Very age-old adage, you are kind of the sum of the five people you spend the most time with. Yeah. You could go to Harvard, you could go to Yale, whomever. If you hang out with a bunch of drunk assholes, you're going to end up like a drunk asshole. Yeah. Right? But I, I so when I went to Canada and all of a sudden I was exposed to these kids that were super smart and witty and funny and kind and hardworking, I was like, wow, this is kind of a different spin on what I had presumed. A rigorous, like academic environment would be like. Yeah, this wasn't you know people twiddling you know shitty high school mustaches and being like you know kind of mean to each other because they didn't know certain vocabulary words. It was it was a. I remember one of my best friends in the world to this day. I when I when I met him at first, I was like, "You read the Economist? That's the weirdest shit ever." We're like <laughs> seventeen, eighteen year old knuckleheads. You are reading the Economist for fun, and you would like get the jokes. And would want to like talk to you about it. But it wasn't because like, oh, I want to know what's happening, you know, in Bangladesh today. It was like, no, this is just, this is real world stuff. Yeah. And then he could talk about it in the same conversation that he could then pivot and talk about the hockey news. And I was like, that is amazing. Right. So college, college can be the right path. It goes back to, can you make the most of what you have in front of you? Are you surrounded by right people, by the right kind of people? Are you making yourself happy? And if you can, if you can find like the nucleus of those things, and college is the right path, God bless. But I don't, I don't think it's critical for development. It can be a wonderful tool, but it, I, I don't think it's critical. And I would be super hypocritical if I said it was critical, considering <laughs> uh, I don't have the degree. Yeah, yeah, love that. I think that's
0: good to hear.
1: Um, so now we've talked about your past life and your education and stuff like that. I'd love to hear more about um when you started blowing up on TikTok, and why you love it so much
2: i i love it because i love the process and i love the ability to like take something that i'm seeing and know like okay in this moment this thing is happening and i want to remember this because it's just a fun nuance to the story so like i will take i assuming you guys are cool with this like i'm i'm taking footage right now and yeah, i don't that's great as you, as you probably seen, like i don't use the voiceover part um but like it's the it's the nuance of me being able to say something like you know the it, the the connection looked blurry from a video perspective, but I just super enjoyed the conversations and how fun was it to talk to a couple of dudes that are teenagers in California, like to the earlier point you made, right? Like yeah. and so that that uh, that emotion in how I feel right now. Mm-hmm. The quicker I can get that out, the I think the better it is because it feels more real. Yeah. And I don't really have anything to hide it for these days. Like I've kind of put the vast majority of my life out there as awkward as it is. <laughs> I just love the process. Mm. Yeah. Right. Like I, I genuinely enjoy. Can I make the camera angles a little more interesting? Like how, how can I be different without it being jarring? Yeah. You know, can I find a new space as when I'm walking across the street in Manhattan for me to leave my camera so it has that type of impact Mm -hmm. I hate being on camera like I actually do not like the like that part of it but I just I love like I can make these tiny little things that are about 60 seconds long and it's fun and it feels good and I can entertain myself and it's doing like it feels like it based on the comments it feels like there's broader good that it's bringing to and creating conversations like this yeah so like that's that's why I that's why I love it the It's starting to take off is still bizarre to me. There's the marketing aspect of my brain can break down the specifics of, you know, the way that I, the way that I'm able to have the first, you know, where can I find the hook? What's the like the interesting aspect of the day that can be the anchor, you know? So it's, it's this really fun combination of strategy and just pure creativity. But the the process, it's almost like my creative vitamins that I have to take on a consistent basis. When I leave my house and I don't have something done because I, I literally do just maximize every minute that I can every day because I love doing all of these things. When I leave my house and I don't have something done, I, it hurts. Yeah. Like it legit hurts. Like, fuck, I don't have any. And I'll say it to my wife. I'll be like, I, I got nothing today. And thank God, like she's the coolest chick on the planet because she's she is she is encouraging of this, she's supportive of this, she will give me time and breathing room to do this, which is nuts too, right? Like she could think of how easily that could go down a bad bad road for especially somebody who's been married for a while. It's like, why are you opening, why are you opening up our lives there? <laughs> yeah, you know, potential ridicule and 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 you're taking the time, but like, but the encouragement leads to opportunity and the opportunity can lead to interesting things you didn't know exist. Yeah. And that has like a compounding effect. So especially for people that are like, I don't know what to do or I don't want to, you know, not quite sure where to get started or, you know, how do I know that something will ever happen? You don't, I had no idea. I started this just because I was sick of getting judged on Instagram because I just wanted to mess around with their filters and do weird stuff. And it's all, it was all friends and family there for a minute. So I was like, Okay, uh, enough. Like, I'm I'm just experimenting with the app. That's all I'm doing. Yeah. And so to start it and to experiment, and the fact that it picked up on this, like, I thought, okay, cool. Like, maybe there's a sneaker conversation in there. Maybe there's, you know, maybe the weird protein bar thing can pick up. But, like, just literally being me and, be, and being like, this is what my brain sees. And I think the reason, maybe the reason why it's picked up some recently is, I felt like once a, a cinematic mode came out, I'm like, my eyeballs and my phone now match, right? We inevitably see with that type of depth perception and, and we are ne- inevitably, our heads are, are the world's greatest gimbals, right? Yeah. We run around and everything's smooth as shit inside of our head. And all of a sudden now I'm like, I can actually translate my brain and bring the, what I see. And as long as I can, because I'm long-winded as you guys are seeing over and over again here as long as I can actually like contract it and then figure out a way to tell that story in 60 seconds, like, and I'm sure you can see how animated I get through the conversation too. Like, yeah, it's just fun. And like the inner kid in me and like every version of me is now able to like live vicariously through this moment. Mm. And I don't give a shit what happens and where it goes next. Yeah. yeah. Right. And that's like kind of the best art is just doing and, and, and being like, yo, you guys made a post about me and that blows my mind. Can we have a conversation? Because that sounds like it's fun as shit. Like that's, that's, that's everything to me right now.
0: I, and I think what all of what you just said, it is displayed in your content. Yeah. I was
1: going to say the same
0: thing. I think the heart is displayed. The passion is displayed. And I think, correct me if I'm wrong, I would, from the outside and as a viewer, I think why it is so, um, entertaining and I think why maybe not every guy in corporate America could do it is exactly what you said you don't give a shit when you're recording and I think it's so raw and in a day and age where everything is so saturated and everything is so fake I'll just say it I think that's where people are attracted to it do you yeah. feel like maybe that's why
2: people watch yeah it makes sense like and one of the things that's you know has at least irked me over the past 24 hours is Because in the realness, and it's not because of just putting yourself out there to be judged by others, even though that's, that's basically at the core, it's the, it's the assumptions that can come with it. And so for, for anybody that's either like do who I was before this, or if they go in and see my stuff, like, Hey, I think you, me personally as a creator, but I think in general, you have to be okay with making yourself cringe. Yeah. Right. Like I, I definitely make myself cringe. That, for vast majority, would have put out there. I'm like, oh my god, that was so goofy. I can't believe I did that. <laughs> um, but also, like, it's it's that fine line of I don't I don't filter things, right? There's all obviously there's only so much you can put into a 60 second clip about a you know 18 hour day, but it's like I don't also don't want to paint a narrative where like I've gotten some some grief recently. I've gotten some shit to put it more bluntly about like the hours that I work and the decisions that are making that space. But like I'm not I'm not trying to project anything about who I am or what I do. That's like, hey, this is the way to do it. Like, no, this is just my weird world. And in fact, I would not recommend a vast majority of what I do for other people to do it. And if nothing else, like the 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 kind of the takeaway and the and the beauty within it, and not giving a shit is knowing that or hoping that people will be able to digest it. And if there's one little thing, they're like, okay, cool. That seems to, if it's just entertaining, amazing. If they give me benefit of the doubt, I couldn't ask for anything more. If they trust me, I've won. Like, it doesn't really matter from there. and But there's absolutely nothing about, I mean, I say this in the one post that I've pinned. there's nothing special about me except for the viewer. And the viewer is the one that gets to choose whether or not they see something interesting or special. But also, and most importantly, like... Nobody should look at my stuff and be like, shit, why don't I get up at four o'clock in the morning? Yeah. And for people that are like, you know, I get a lot of questions like, hey, how do I start to do this, this or this? I'm like, what, what do you need to do? Like, think about that first and foremost. I would not go back and tell my 17, 20-year-old self, yo, start getting up earlier. I would say, I would tell that, I would ask that person, like, if there's something that you're not doing that you want to do, do, th- do that.
1: Mm -hmm. yeah and
2: don't use don't use time or things as an excuse do that but i would never say to anybody and i will never say to my daughter you just need to start to wake up earlier for the sake of being an early bird that's bullshit like nobody should be like you know uh, time managed bullied into a corner or feel like okay i'm not being as productive like i just i got a wife and a kid on top of the job on top of trying to make content right so that's why i'm running around like a lunatic yeah um but like no nobody should feel like okay if there's, if there's something interesting and people are able to apply it to their own world, amazing. But otherwise, it's like, just, you know, uh, enjoy, let yourself be yourself. But if there is something that might give you a po- point of reflection where you think, oh, I can, I, what am I not doing that I wish I could be doing? There's a, there's a distinct possibility that you could find out a way to start to weave that in. Um, but also don't, don't watch people's stuff and feel bad about it. I don't look at other people's stuff and I'm like, I know I'm 45, but this dude who's 52 is just like super, this guy in Hawaii is like super jacked. And I'm like, damn, like why, you know, but I'm like, I, no, I like beer and popcorn too much at night. And I'm in decent shape for a 45 year old dude. So like, um, anyway, I just think that, that that's like a super important point to be made these days that um, no, that no, nobody should feel bad or down or they should put pressure on themselves to, to try to do something because they see somebody else doing it. You know, it's about it's about what can you take away that might be applicable now, maybe five, ten years, if anything. Um, But otherwise, like just, you know, if you can give somebody benefit of the doubt and then just keep rolling with it, like that's probably all you could ask for.
1: And I think as I said it with the last thing that also comes across well in your content, like I've never watched your videos and feel like you're showing us your life to try and like make us work harder so we can achieve what you have. It's never felt like that. It's just felt like I'm proud of my life. I like what I'm doing. I want to, I want to share what I've done um, with people who care about it. And that's what it's always felt like. And I think it's, it's like very commendable to see somebody actually showing what their life looks like um, or what it would look like, even if it wasn't on camera, Um, just because you have a love for creating and, um, yeah, for just putting it out there. I think that's really cool.
0: And I think what's interesting about what you said, you know, like with the hate, obviously we get that. Anyone who puts their face out there gets that. Yeah. I think where it, you know, it stings a little bit is it's like like we, we try to be as authentic as we can behind a microphone. And so when someone comes at your most authentic self, they're not picking at this facade you're putting up or they're not picking at this cheesy thumbnail you made. They're picking at what you're really saying. And it's yeah. like, if we're putting out our most authentic self and someone's picking at that, it's like, that's going to sting a little bit, but do I feel like what I'm saying is more important than their opinion? And I think we land on the side of it. it's just more important to put it out there. Um, but at your level well, of work,
2: this is— My my hat's off to both of you. My- Sorry, I was going to say my, my hat's off to both of you for that because that's a level of emotional intelligence that I did not have at your age. So the fact that you're able to understand that now, like— Either, either you guys are just super smart and were able to figure that out, or you got good folks or people around you. But regardless, like that, what you just said, that's it. That's the trick. Like that's that's what separates people that are able to, in my humble opinion, that's what separates people that are able to go do some pretty cool big shit and people that are just gonna get stuck because they're they're too concerned. And it's real. But for you to for you to say what you just said and have that kind of level of awareness. That's amazing. Thank you. And Thank it's, you. Yeah. it's the
0: second one. It's our parents. All credit to them. Yeah. Both of our dads are best friends. Moms are best friends. They're business partners. So we just take from them. <laughs> so you, that, was, yeah. that was perfectly said. Um, so we like to ask people at their level of work. You know, just a few weeks ago, we had on a lady named Swan Sit, who was the former head of marketing at Nike. And so we just like to ask like these thought leaders, what do the people at your level of work and your peers think about Gen
2: Z or feel about Gen Z? Uh, great question. I think that they don't, at least you know, my my peers are, are wildly perplexed. Either they have one of their own that they're raising, and they're trying to sort through it, or it's uh, or it's something that's so far off the radar that it's just you know, kind of a a, a cliche bucket. I think no dissimilar from if you do you know a millennial or do you not, and if so, how would you judge them? Based off of just your direct interaction, so I think that that's kind of the headspace that they're in. You're either living in that world or you're not, and if you're not, then you're probably just looking at it from the super high level marketing perspective as to, you know, what do the trades say based off of what I do for a living. But I think it's I think your generation is is a really interesting one because I think it's found a sweet spot in between all of the information that you have at your disposal but then the the ability to land in a very practical place right i'm I'm making a, a massive generalization here but like that's the way that it feels at least based off of some of the interactions that i've had and some of the feedback that i've gotten from your generation it's that it's like there's this there's this level of old soul to this group that seems to be different from some of the other generations and it's like there is a visibility into the other digital generations that have been exposed to a lot of what you've been exposed to, but then the level of thoughtfulness and awareness that seems to be transcending that as well. We were like, okay, cool. I understand that I've got all this at my disposal. That's just the way the world is. And there's been a couple of generations that have gone through the awkwardness of it, but now like I'm here and I'm starting to have a broader presence in the world and can have a larger impact. And therefore, they're very straightforward, practical things that are going to be somewhat deal breakers for you guys, for you gals, for the entire, you know, world, whether it's, you know, comes down to, you know, how you want to be identified, how you think people should be conscientious of everything from the, you know, environment to the workplace to, you know, what type of narratives should or should not be pushed. So I think you're, I think it's a fascinating, fascinating generation from what I can see. Um, and I think that there's a lot of similarities because I'm technically Gen uh, X, I believe, right? because Gen X, Millennial, Y, Z, I believe is the is the cadence, right? So I'm Tom Brady's age. I am uh, I am Dave Portnoy's age, the guy from you know, Barstool Sports. Yeah. Uh, I would say the other guy that's about my age, but he's kind of got a you know he's Oops. he's kind of pooped all over himself recently, so it won't bring. Uh, him up but like you know jay-z's like jay-z's my you know like six years older than me so like i'm in this in interesting space where i think it's i think there's actually a lot of similarities between that could be some people could listen be like you're an idiot which is fine (laughs) because it happens anyway but i think there's actually a lot of similarities between our generations I would agree. Yeah. More more than at least people like to
0: say. Yeah, for I, sure. I, I just wanted to yeah. touch on one thing that you mentioned, and I think it's it's good to hear someone in uh, a different generation understand this about how Gen Z understands their options. And so sometimes that comes off as lazy, but really it's I, – I and I think this is for a certain group in Gen Z. If we understand – our time and how valuable it is. And so sometimes coming off, like it comes off as lazy, but really it's just knowing your options. And yeah. so if we have any older people that, you know, a lot of the time lazy is pointed at Gen Z or, you know, we just cancel people and I'm not for cancel culture, no. but I just think we understand that the power that we hold and that, like you said, it comes with danger and some positivity.
2: I think that's extraordinarily well stated and if nothing else, that is a perfect testament to the level of thoughtfulness that if your if your generation thinks and agrees with a smidgen of what you just said then y'all be the and you will be the most powerful one of the group and for the reason why i'm trying to do what i'm doing is to try to help you know help cut to the chase for what it's like in this world and at this age now because the empowerment and the and the change that y'all could potentially produce is um is pretty remarkable
1: yeah yeah excited um so a question that we usually ask uh to every guest that comes on because it's usually based around teenagers uh we always ask what's the mis what's the most misunderstood thing about teenagers um but i kind of thought of a new way we could ask you this question um first of all i want to find out for people who don't know what is your actual day job And then I also wanted to know what you think the most misunderstood thing about corporate life is.
2: Uh, Great question. So I am the vice president of production and creative services. That's the official title. Uh, Long-winded way short of explaining what I do. If you've ever seen a small business on TV, right? So if you're watching an NBA game and it goes from a Coors Light commercial to, you know, Bob's Toyota. uh, my, My team, 240 people spread out across the country make commercials for those businesses. It's tied to the larger like advertising side of the company that I work at. But and it's why I love it, right? Some people like that's so goofy. Like those are, you know, known as kind of like the local cheesy ads. But A, they're we're reinventing that space. And B, we help small businesses thrive. Right? Like that's a that's a fun ass place for me to, you know, I spent years at ABC Sports. I spent years at ESPN. And it was cool, but like I don't I didn't want to keep working on Walmart RFPs and Burger King shit. Like the fact that I could go help a local dry cleaner get a commercial and put it on TV. I was like, I'm a thousand percent down for that. And you know, over the past ten years of being in this job, we've reinvented the space a bit. We've brought in some new technology so it's more affordable and more accessible for everybody. And so my job at a high level is just to keep the two hundred and forty people on my team put them in a position to be successful. I'm a firm believer that the anybody that's running a department or that is the quote unquote boss is responsible for other people to be set up the right way to be successful. It's not about saying, hey, go do this and then expecting it to be done. It's how can I help you do this better? How can I help you enjoy what you're doing more? Because if you're doing those things then they're gonna be more successful and it just browns itself out. I'd say the, the, the biggest misconception about corporate America is that it's inevitably scary and that there's no personality and that you're not going to develop any type of relationship. I've developed some of my closest friendships in my life from being here because you're inevitably spending a bunch of time. So if you give people benefit of the doubt and you're willing to be cool with them from like a human to human perspective, it's dope. It's school it's it's high school extended, right? You've got your got your misfits, you got your stoners, you got your whomevers, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if you're if you're just if you're self aware And you're curious and you're not judging and you're like yo how is this how's soccer going like you know those types of questions where you're just kind of breaking it down a bit more yeah like we're all kind of fumbling through this together so i think the biggest misconception is how scary it is it's just other people, and it's just a wider range of ages that exist in this space. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't mean that, like, all of a sudden your soul goes out the window. I can see why. I like, for a while, I was very concerned about that, and there's things that I'm very conscientious of to make sure that that doesn't happen to me. But it doesn't have to be. If it feels that way, then you should find something else, or you should work your ass off to help impact change. I've probably to mm-hmm. a fault chosen the latter into what I could potentially do and Mm -hmm. like, you know, rewriting company beliefs and values and those types of things just so that there's, you know, it's, it's more fun to come into the office every day, but the potential is vast. If you believe that large companies have a disproportionate amount of control over your day-to-day life, then I would say, go, go, go work and change it from the inside. Like that's the opportunity, right? Yeah. And so that's part of what I'm trying to do from like an empowerment perspective. So it's not that scary. It just it it takes the it takes the ability to be consistently curious and give benefit of the doubt almost to a fault. And then you can create some amazing relationships and just and actually enjoy the process. Um, Because it's weird, and it's fun, and it's hilarious. But if you let it beat you up, then it'll beat you up. But it doesn't have to be that way. That's awesome. I love and that. I, I think that will definitely help a lot, of,
0: a lot of people trying to figure out what they're going to do. Yeah. All right. Our final question, Tim, and I think it's the question that probably everyone watching wants to know. What does it take to have a dope day in your 40s?
2: It takes a little bit of exercise. It takes the ability to just be grateful for the fact that you can exercise. Probably, probably just take a step back. To get out of bed fully functioning. Amazing. Great start. To get out of bed and go do something that you want to do in both a selfless and a selfish way, right? That combination of selflessness and selfishness, I think, is key. The ability to do something that, that, that fuels your soul, that could be a little bit of creativity that's sprinkled in however. The ability to have open eyes as you go through the day and just be consistently curious about the ship that's around you. The ability to be open to receiving and giving love to strangers and the closest people to you in your world you know uh throw in an amazing meal that you love for me i'm picking sushi or tacos um and just you know the enjoying of of, as much as you can in moderation you know and to me those are simple boxes simple boxes to check like literally people like how do you get out of bed every morning i'm like i wake up and i'm like cool we get to do this again Mm -hmm. yeah so you know a dope ass Saturday could be everything as extravagant as going to Rick Owens and being like, cool, I'm actually going to buy this shit right now. Could be, you know, brand new pair of kicks or it could just be, I, I woke up and I was healthy and like the walk was cool and it wasn't a natural disaster today. And, I'm um, my family's in good shape and I got to do some creative stuff and I feel like I was reasonably productive. Like that's, that's dope to me as well so i'm i'm i almost try to hold back my restraint of being like overly emphatic about how much i do enjoy every single day because i do man like it is just it's it's fun at this age like i'm you know i don't know what it is it's just um it's it's the ability to just kind of let go um, and enjoy the simple things because there's wonderment and everything from manhole covers, especially in this city, wonderment and everything from manhole covers to subway signals to fake plants to God knows what. And if you're just curious and open and and willing to uh, not worry about the shit that you cannot control as well, that's a that, that's a huge variable to go in there so that you're not weighed down by stuff that you can't actually do anything about. In the moment, you know, mix those things together and you can have a shitload of dope days. Man, I love that. That's the recipe. It's more
1: simple yeah. than we all thought. Well, we very much so appreciate, for one, that positivity, and for two, uh, coming out and talking to us. Um, yeah, we've had a great conversation, and we've really loved talking to you.
0: It's been amazing. All of our listeners, guys, I'm confident that Tim's going to be at a million followers by the end of the year. Oh, yeah. Growing at a rapid pace. So if you guys (laughs) want to claim your early ticket, I was first 100,000. Just want to throw it out there. But if you want to be in the first 1 million, go check out what Tim is doing on TikTok. I think there's inspiration and passion behind all of it. Tim, once again, we maybe we'll have to do a part two if we're ever out in New York City. We'll talk about shoes and all those good things.
2: A thousand percent. I would love that. You guys are awesome. Like, I can't tell you how much fun this was. Uh, just appreciate you guys knowing that I exist and giving me the opportunity to have this conversation today. This is fantastic.
1: Of yeah, we loved it too. Uh, yeah, well, we would love to spend a dope ass day uh, in our teens with you in your 40s. Um, so yeah, for everyone watching at home, this has been Juvi and this has been Tim Chisano. That's a wrap. That's a wrap.